Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I'm a dinglebat. How about that? Yeah. Uh, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five, five sketch ideas. Okay, right. now let's do that as a round, okay? Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Was that it? All right, no, well you've got to come in okay. after hello and welcome to okay. Two in the Think Tank. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Two in the Hello Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas. Perfect. And a partridge in a pear tree. Um, uh, Andrew, it, uh, I just think we should point out to the listeners why maybe the sound might be different today. It's because we've made it. We've, we've been we've made it, and by it we mean a booking error. <laughs> And we weren't able to get into the podcast studio, so we're using a Zoom and two lapel mics. Lapel mics, and we're sitting in the big film studio downstairs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's probably got... It could could have a bit of echo, a bit of reverb. But, you know, obviously, the stupid old studio sound... uh, Film studio has got great sound properties. And obviously, don't... Of course. Don't... uh, Don't not book us because of... Don't not book with this company if, uh, you know, if you're worried about that kind of thing. If if it sounds different, that's because it's better. Yeah, and that's... If you're looking for a unique sound for your videos or anything, book with Stupid Old Studios. You know, anything that's different, anything that's Mm. different, it could be better. You don't know. That's true. Well, like... Yeah, especially with stuff like audio or like, you know, because like if bands, they'll go to huge effort to like record with analog mm-hmm. equipment and reel to reel and, you know, special old microphones and like. And this is all just what your brother George does. My brother George, George, the, yeah. the producer of this podcast. Okay. The, uh, he goes editor. for that different sound. Yeah. You don't know the, the amount of processes he puts our podcast through reel to reel old mics yeah. puts us in a big weird studio he gets a studio band in absolutely they don't do anything but they just sit there and listen yeah and it's nice and I think that kind of deadens the sound a little bit mm. it's quite good <laughs> the waves b- bouncing off these concrete walls yeah they really just absorb just a bunch of guys holding brass and shit mm. yeah yeah I tell you what this has done Alistair what's that? now there's no microphone to like obstruct my view of you yeah and like there's no table between us I can like get a full body shot of me of Alistair I'm, like, I know drinking I think, it in I think the parts usually, with my mouth yeah I think the parts normally where the mic obscures your face and body mm. that's where my imagination can run Takes wild over. you know and I can allow myself to come up with sketch ideas in that space <laughs> now I don't have any of that available space so now I can't be... see Andy's lower chin I mean 
Now imagine what a what a fantastic sketch idea could be written on it. There could be some, you know, some amazingly disgusting bodily thing going on on that chin. Yeah. And that's why where where my ideas come from. A lot of people all ask amazingly. me where do I get my ideas from? It's from the <laughs> the gaps where I can't see Andy's chin. I mean, that's that's quite quite Lovecraftian. Mm. You know, in that like the horror takes over in the spaces that you can't see and in the, yeah. you know, in the unknown. And um, I wonder if you could train kids to be... I don't think it's possible. To, to you, you raise them rather than to, to think that there's fear in the unknown, mm. but make them think that there's something else, maybe hope. Or lunch. Lunch. Yeah, I guess if you go more specific, you know, people say when you're setting goals, yes. you should aim for something specific. I think... Like, as we know more and more stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, we've established more and more. We know, like, there's less unknown. Mm. Is there less unknown now? I don't know. That's one of the things there's, where there's more unknown. No, well, there's, but, there's less unknown, but we're more aware of the amount of unknown that we have. Right. Which makes it seem like there's more unknown. Right. There's, back in the day, there was under-reporting of the unknown. Mm. And now people are really standing yeah. up and saying, I'm not sure about this Huge mm. range of things. And that's why again, it seems like there's more. But then again, there is more stuff happening. Yes. You know, I think and as, the, as more stuff happens, I guess there is, that, that becomes more unknown. Do you think there is more stuff? <laughs> there's more stuff happening? I guess so. Like, I think I, that's really, I think like... Do you think that's really judging early universe quite poorly? I, I, think, uh, I think just the idea of like how much stuff is happening and mm. trying to measure it and mm. report back on the amount of stuff that's happening yeah. could be a sketch idea. Yeah, I think that I is. think like even just like a part of the news, like a report at some point, um, you know, where, where are we at on the uh, stuff happening at scale? Because yeah. What's going on? At the moment, a lot of scales are quite uh, judgmental. They're, they're, they, they go into the quality of things that are happening. Are things good or bad, mm. you know? Yeah. Are things dangerous? Yeah. But now we're going for a scale that is just the amount Sort right. of like a travel warning. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. There's heaps going on. Now, that could be good, though. That could be good. We're not... Hey, we're be not careful not to... to miss out on it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, opportunity for FOMO is at maximum <laughs> uh, rating. Maximum. Um, okay. Start, like, I mean, I think we need to go deeper into this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, then, then, like, is, is this an organization? Is this the International Institution for Measurement, right? And they have all these specific metrics that go into, like, water, you know, rainfall and mm-hmm. uh, uh, incidences of uh, breaking and entering. But then they aggregate all their metrics mm. together into one overall report of the amount of stuff that's happening. Yeah. And, and so, like, let's say, let's say they're... They go to the people who are measuring uh, the intensity of the UV rays, mm. right? And they say, are there UV rays happening? <laughs> and they go, yes. And then they notch up one like that. So they, they don't care about the value judgments yeah. of that, of those, of those reports. They, but they can, they can be an aggregator of knowledge. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, when incidences of break-ins go up, yeah. that's you know, that's that, a thing th- those that's are happening. things that are happening. But then also, when no break-ins are happening, that's also kind of something <laughs> else. Because break-ins are down. <laughs> yeah, break-ins are down. 
But then there's also something happening in its place. Yeah. Like yeah. a lack of break-ins, which right. is something. Yeah. Uh, does that mean that the mean. amount of stuff that's happening, it could be a constant, right? But because... what about when more people are born? Oh, no, that's true. Wait, but can more things... I mean, if, if it's a constant, then... <laughs> that's fascinating. That is fascinating. Right. If we could find out that the amount of things that are happening in the universe is mm. a constant and find out whatever that number is... Mm. I, if, I, I don't know how we'd measure it. Maybe would, you could you could do a um, like a sample, mm. right? And you just look at a a, a, a box full of um, uh, cheese biscuits. Yeah, great. Right. That's and what you, I was going to say. You work out how much stuff is happening in that box full oh, of cheese biscuits, yeah. and then you treat that as a sample of the universe. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. then you expand. It doesn't feel like it's a representative sample, though, does it? Well, like I mean, feels like... I think any sample that you have will seem like it's not a representative sample. I guess... And that's a thing that's happening. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> right, one day. Like that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, if... We're going to have to get some philosophers in on this group to, to totally. sort of check. But, like, um, if... Do you think if, if new molecules are coming into the universe from another place... Mm. Do you think that that could increase the amount of stuff that's happening? Because are are the when is the absence of stuff happening? Yes. Um, equal to the same thing as one one stuff happening. Uh, yeah, that I mean, I guess that is the philosophers because I think I think something not happening mm. it can only happen in one way. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, but then there's other things like you know, like when when there's not a break in, right? Yeah. Let's say. Um, oh, there's then again, there's yeah. people enjoying peaceful time at home. That's right. And which the, they can do you know, and in a variety and of ways. You know, eddy currents. Yes. There's wind. You know, there's still be wind. But I guess there's also wind while the person's still breaking in. <laughs> I guess if you're breaking in, you're not stopping the wind. I think breaking in, if anything, causes more drafts. That's true. You know, because of the breaking. Oh, yeah. And the in. Yeah, that's right. The in. The inner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think that we can safely assume... <laughs> that when there's a break-in, more things are happening than mm. when there's not a break-in. Yep. Unless, and here's, a, again, unless there was going to be like, a, like a, a surprise party. Right. Right? But as the group of people arrive to, to the surprise party, yes. they see somebody breaking into the house. Right. And then they go, maybe we shouldn't go in right now. We should let him finish. Yes. And then, so then... And then they cancel the the the, the, <laughs> the surprise. <laughs> and they realize he's taking ages, and Martin's going to be here. Yes. And then they're like, "Oh well, maybe we should cancel the surprise party because he's already going to get a surprise." <laughs> I think it would be too many surprises. <laughs> and so then, does that reduce? Like, does that increase the amount of things happening, or reduce the amount of things happening? Oh, I mean, for Martin, it feels like. <laughs> Or is that a one-to-one, or is it because there's like 10 people involved <laughs> in the surprise party? Is that kind of 10 things happening? Because they all have inner lives, possibly rich. Rich inner lives. Yeah. And they're, they're all women. Uh, yeah, except for Martin. Uh, Martine? No, I think Martin can be a woman's name. Okay, great. Um, Alistair, I think, I think we just write this down as a sketch. and we Stuff happening <laughs> rating. Stuff, stuff happening then... rating. I think what I'm interested in, what I'm most interested in myself, is whether or not there is a, a constant or a ceiling to the amount of things that can happen. Yeah. 
you know, if we could work out how many things can happen, Maybe. is that, is, yeah. are we maxing it out as more things happen? Are we approaching that? But also, how would you measure ceiling? it? Like, is it maximum things happening in this universe? Or then, or, or, or then are you finding, like, is there a things happening density? Like, you know, like That's per, interesting. per unit of, you know, yeah. uh, matter or space time? Or are you having to, you know, look at... Uh, per unit of space time? Yeah. Oh. yeah what do you reckon the, the fundamental unit of space time is? Uh, well, isn't it like the, it's a thing, right? Like it's, it's like this weird intertwining of space and time. Oh, great. I don't know. Look, I, I, I flipped over some new scientists pages <laughs> and it looked real complicated. It looked like it was a double helix, maybe, maybe a triple helix. I'm not sure. It could have been a single helix. Right. Of, of space time. Because I, yeah. I, I think that like the unit of space time could mm. be something like, uh, you know, probably about the size of I don't know, like a like a mini car or something like that. You know, that's the size that anything really good could probably happen in. Anything really, Is you know. a small car. Yeah. I guess you can have a sing-along. Yeah, you can exactly. Sort of, you, can, you can have, you know, sort of partake in intercourse. Mm. Uh, you guess you can give birth. Yeah. It probably comes after the intercourse. Sure. Um, this is, I guess we're discussing a, a group of people who live in a car. You can live in a car. Anything you can live in. Yes. Is... Uh, you know, obviously this is very human-centric. Yeah. But anything you can live in uh, is an appropriate uh, unit. size, unit of, of, of space-time. Yeah. I mean, I guess in, on the human scale. I mean, a cockroach could live in a sort of a matchbox. Sure, but they need people around to, like, leave food and stuff like that. I think, I think that, like, because you've got the, the quantum, you've got the tiny little mm. scale, right? And then you've got the, uh, the cosmic. Yeah, you know? yeah. got quantum, like, cosmic. Both of those... Uh, don't feel relevant. That's so, like, true. I'm talking like a relevant unit of space time. Yeah, sort of like an SI, like an SI unit of space time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like oh, that you could you could keep at a institute in France. Yeah, great. Um, I mean, look, I think it's about time that we have some kind of standard thing here in Australia. You know, they've got that in the Institute of France. They got like that that one kilo block mm. or whatever, where they're yeah. like, all right, this is what. The, this is what a kilo block is, and in, in, in London or whatever, in, in yep. Greenwich, yep. they have the, the time thing, Yep. right? Well, we need a thing. An Aussie one. So what do we got in there? We've got the fuck ton. The fuck you know, ton? We've got a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got the SI unit of a fuck ton. Yeah. Uh, uh, there got, at the back, got, uh, and it's uh, just a stack of uh, slabs of mm -hmm. beer. Then uh, up in Queensland, we got a, we got, we got the, the butt load. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, it's one sort of standard butt filled. Do you think the butt load is, is a literal thing though? Like, like the amount that you could fit in a butt? I think so. Yeah, I think it's got to be. It's like a foot. But people talk about a butt load being a, a, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's crammed full. It's, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's backed up and it's dense as well. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's densely packed. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a like it's a full Yeah. It's a full load. You couldn't get any more in. Yeah. Well, and if you could, congratulations. <laughs> I didn't really have anything to say, I just started. Um, all right, look, I'm going to write the idea of the... Yeah, okay, the Australian Institute of um, Quantities or Scientific uh, Scientific Units. Yeah, um, because, but then there's other things like, 
that I would like there to be a unit of, right? A, start, a standard unit of like, of interest, you know? So we know how interesting something is, for example, okay? So what would be the standard unit of interest? Something that would just make you go, oh, right? Because right? that feels yeah. like the, you know, that'd be like the, uh, the click on the Geiger counter of something being interesting is somebody going, oh, yeah. So uh, what is that? That is, I guess, the standard unit of interest would be like someone that you went to high school with mm. um, having a baby. Yeah, I guess that's good. I was going to say uh, it's, it's a place that keeps uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's age, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so it's finding out Leonardo DiCaprio's age yeah. is the standard <laughs> like you know, that's ah, Yeah. I, he looks younger. Yeah. But but he has been around for a long time, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just this institute behind a glass in a glass cabinet. They just keep it there, you know, just on a little on a thing, but it's like really accurate. It's really accurate to sort of six decimal points. What his age. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they've done the most amount of research. But I see, what I worry is that that is going to be, that's going to change how interesting that is over time. You know, like you want something that's pretty mm. fixed. I guess the, I guess the person you went to high school with having a baby is, it's, it's going to change universal. as well. Yeah, like when you're both 69. Yeah. And, and I think, I think the fact that there's now an institute where a place that you can visit Definitely increases the interest in, in Leonardo DiCaprio's age. That is that is true. Well, that's the act of observing changes the thing that's observed. That's, that's right. The, yeah. So, the the, so, so now, by trying to stick away from cosmic and quantum, we've now gotten involved in the quantum again. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, well, we've ma- made it made it macro. We've made it relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I, I, I like I like that I like that so much. You know, the, the, yeah, the, the fundamental unit of interest, the fundamental unit of enjoyment. Um, the, I think the fundamental unit of enjoyment is the first sip of uh, a soft drink, a can of soft drink. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Or that first glug of a wine bottle as you start pouring it out. You that glug, 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 oh, glug, yeah. Glug, 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 glug. Yeah. That sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but th- those, those are interesting because they feel like, yeah, that's, that's great. That's like a... Oh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but but I, I I do know what you mean. That is a good glug, and I like a series of glugs as well. But I don't want to suggest that I like drinking to excess or something like that because um, uh, obviously I don't approve. I just want to picture just going back to let's say the um, the opening up this Leonardo DiCaprio of like you know f- fundamental is it fundamental unit of interest mm. sort of. Um, it feels like it's a place that would be you could open up and say in Bathurst, mm. right? Because it would be it have to be a place that you sort of you really go on a you have to you're like should we go see the um, <laughs> the museum of interest <laughs> or whatever? And they you know but you know apparently they have the the, the you know the, the the building block on which yeah. every uh, bit of interesting things is, are, are kind of based off of you know what's interesting is kind of defined by this place mm. worldwide, uh, you know and it'd be Bathurst is kind of like a small enough town. That you know, it's it's it, at the moment it's kind of just famous for it's uh, a car, car race, a car race, mm. right? And I think it could be a little bit like, let's say we open that up there, and maybe in the next two three years, okay, mm. we open it up. It's just a small kind of shack. It's no different to like a 
like a you know who's that the girl who hid in the thing during the Nazis in Holland Anne Frank yeah so it's like it's like visiting Anne Frank's house or something like that it's just a small house little museum it talks about interest things like that you go in there and then the final kind of real the real final exhibit before you go through the uh, the gift shop yeah. uh, is just the the glass cabinet yeah. and things like that and I like I think it's done with an atomic clock yeah atomic clock absolutely um, maybe I think actually an atomic clock reading of how old uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is, mm. like accurate to the highest level of accuracy that anything's ever been recorded, mm. is a um, is something that would win, say, the Turner Prize in art. You yeah, know, great. you just put that up there, it's just a digital reading to mm. like, you know, 50 decimal places on a wall. Yeah. It's always increasing. You're like, that's a fucking there's, Turner There's Prize. all this information there about like, different ways that they would try to confirm how old he is like mm. they 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 showed there's like a flake of skin in a sort of like in a little petri dish kind of like thing where, where they carbon dated him you know yep. and they've you know just different ways in which the, you know they're they're atta- they were attacking this problem to get to the most accurate thing they probably could mm, mm. you know they asked him they asked him they probably looked at some documents yeah documents you know and they spoke to the doctor they spoke to the doctor. They probably even did some of their own independent research, sure. looking at you know, because obviously they're they're writing this down. They're not thinking it's that important at the hospital when they're writing it down exactly how specific and uh, you know like the the time that they write down is. Yeah, um, they're probably checking the clock a minute or two after. They're looking at standard deviations of how long it takes usually for a doctor uh, after a birth to write down what mm. the exact time mm. was, and you know, and, and, and factor in those those errors into the the calculation of the um, the Leo birth time. Yeah. Um, anyway, but then I was also Team thinking of mathematicians about how how this would probably change the town of Bathurst. <laughs> You know, which I guess is already kind of a university town, mm. but it's also, you mm. know, it's also got that that strong blue collar element to it. It's, it's a big. In, I mean, it's an. I think it's an in, inner uh, inland city. I think. It? I think it is. Yes. I think what would I would struggle with if I lived in Bathurst, is that it, it probably is quite a boring place. Mm. Certainly, that's what it seems like to me from the outside. You know, extremely and, and boring. Apologies to any Bathurstians. Um, Bathursty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, and, and so this would kind of like it would change the type of tourist that goes there. It might bring in tourists. You know, at the moment, it's rev heads and, mm. and, and car people, mm. and then suddenly, you know, like sort of there's more. You know, people are opening up cuisine, like you know, uh, degustation restaurants mm. near mm. the place because well, it's because like, you, people go look at that, and then they can go and have some food and know exactly how interesting it was. Yeah. Right? Oh. When you've got that fresh, you calibrate your brain and then mm. you go and have an experience. If you like to know things mm-hmm. numerically. That's right. And, and there would be a whole industry that would build around there based on things being interesting. Now that you've seen what a standard unit of interest is. Yes. Why not take this person to the extreme and flood their senses? Like some kind of, uh, like what about a room that you go into? Yes. That is Bright with colors and yep. loud with sound, <laughs> yeah. you know, possibly a, v- a variation of sound. Right. Low, high, middle. Yes. Uh, smell. Your mum's in there describing your birth. Memory. Uh, balance. Yep. You know, the room's on a tilt. <laughs> the room's on two tilts. Each foot is on a different tilt, right? 
Um, it's just, it's the opposite of, of sensory deprivation. Somebody's in there explaining exactly uh, how big the different organs of a blue whale are. Now, that's interesting. That's right, yeah. It, it's, it's flooding the mind with interest, and it's like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an experience. Because, you know, we, I think the reason why we enjoy getting drunk... Mm. Or possibly some people do enjoy taking drugs. I know you don't, Andy. I know you've not re- hey, you've no, never well, really... Hey, no, I mean, I've just never been given the opportunity. That's right, you know? <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, a, a person who, you know, let's say is, is involved in sort of uh, self-help and goal-setting things, they would say, you've got to make your own opportunity. Sure, right. sure, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to brew your own mess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the reason a lot of these things are popular is because people just kind of want to feel like they're losing control mm. and being flooded with, like, uh, like losing control through interesting things mm. or just at least being flooded with interest. Is there a risk, though, that you would burn out whichever gland in the brain it is that feels interest and uh, after that point you just would no longer be interested in things or you'd, you'd, you'd build up such a resistance to well there's a chance that maybe what i'm confusing with interest is just sensory overload <laughs> so maybe you know this would start you out don't like find this. flashing lights fascinating i mean look it could be they could be images and and you know they could just maybe it's like an image just mm. zoom like but it's full 3d projection of mm. you just zooming in closer and closer to matter until mm. you actually see uh, like atoms and then quarks and, and mm. you know and then That's but you can see what they look like yeah right yeah and they tell you who really did the jfk assassination that's right yeah <laughs> and and you find out how you're gonna die yeah oh that is interesting <laughs> that is really interesting yeah. that is probably do you reckon like exactly how and when you're gonna die is the most interesting it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I have to say, I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's so interesting that you, you think have I, maybe I don't want to. Curiosity. Wanna, I might not. It's so interesting. It might. It might flood my uh, my interest gland, and uh, and my, everything might seem dull and actually kind of sad. In the... All right, uh, Alistair. Mm. Just to totally change this, the conversation. Yeah. When you mentioned Bathurst, the car race before. Yeah. How about this? Right. It's a car race. Hmm. But it's a car race only for parents, right? And before, like, the, the timer starts, but before you can get in the car, you've got to get out of the house. Okay. Right? So it's similar. So it's exactly Bathurst, mm-hmm. okay. but everyone starts, everyone has a little, on the start line, or yeah. maybe in the pit lane there or something, everyone has a little, all the parents, yeah. all the drivers are parents, they have a little uh, house yeah. with their family. Mm-hmm. The... They've the lights got... change or the gun fires or whatever. But then everybody, you've got to get out of the house before you can get into the car. Okay, right. And does everybody have 2.5 children? Everybody's got two and a half kids. So you, obviously that one that's half, <laughs> it's really... you've got to like mop up all the mess and like yeah, it's really squeeze hard to get them to their, put either their shirt intestines or back on. into the hole. Yeah. Okay. And so, but it's, but they're racing then with the kids in the car. I don't know. I don't know that the kids necessarily. You've just got to like pat them, because I, I don't feel just, good about kids being in the car. It doesn't feel safe. If kids are going to go uh, off, kids are got to maybe get on a bus or something. Yeah, 
Okay, so you got to get maybe you can just you get them into a car seat. Yes, but it's not the car seat that you're driving. Great, right, just so then at the end of the race you get to find out whether if you crashed or not, whether or not it was a good idea that you didn't pack the kids, whether or not your kids died. Yeah, and so you get to be feel great relief that let's say you didn't pack them. Yeah, or really cocky that you could have done it with your kids in the car. I mean, if the kids are in the car. Mm. It just does ma- it does make it more interesting, right? Because you Absolutely. really are getting a bit of a re- you're you're because as it is with car racing, I don't feel like you learn very much about the values of the person in the car. That's true. Yeah, they yeah. can't really express what's important to them in any significant way. And then, do you get maybe like extra time or handicap if? you sort of come across as a bad dad or bad person who doesn't value the lives of the, his family? Well, I mean, maybe it doesn't reflect whether or not you win the race or, or, or otherwise, but it'll certainly impact the mind of the viewer. Because and... let's say, let, okay, let's say the, the, the mother's driving, yes. right? And, and she's, she's taken the corners a little bit too fast. And so she, she, she's she going to be judged very harshly she's by gonna be, society. She's going to be judged harshly by society. Um... But then also, if the dad, let's say, the kids are yelling out, they want they want to listen to the you know the teeny tiny Stevies, right? Yep. Uh, they, they want to listen to that CD, and, and if the dad can't find the CD in the car, then that's also you know he's in the passenger seat yeah. trying to go through ruffle through. He's losing points. Well, I guess if you have to get the kids out of the car at the end, then mm. what takes place inside the car is going to impact their behaviour and how easy, how well behaved they are going to be to get them out of the car at the end and say, say that's the finish line now. It's the daycare centre front door is now the finish line. You know, so, so I feel like all of that feeds in. Yeah, I think maybe, but, but like the thing that really gets you ahead is mm. actually that you're having a good time together. So the better the right. time that you're all having together, right? So the better, the, 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 the greater the memories that yes. you've created, maybe the, the, the most, you know, great Instagram sn- snippets that you can mm. get out of it that are maybe funny and fun. How about this? The race isn't over until your deathbed and we see how many of your kids show up. <laughs> And if your kids show up before other people's kids, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, win. exactly, exactly. And how long it takes your kids to show—if they show up in a timely manner—it's a really long race. Is all right. I'm going to write this down somehow. It's really complicated. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's but, it's, but you know, life is complicated. Exactly. Andy. Yeah. Um, it's the so instead of the Bathurst three thousand. Yeah, it's the Bathurst family values. <laughs> Um, I think this will be big amongst the the Christian community because because driving mm. in itself isn't really anything. No, right? It's it's it's, it's meaningless. It's a form of transport mm-hmm. to get you from one place to another. Yeah. So just by measuring the driving, we're not actually yeah engaging with what it is that driving provides us. I mean, people tell us that sports and probably motorsports, mm. are about having a good time. It's not about winning or losing. 
But there is no sport that measures how much of a good time you're having. And I think that that's about time that... I think motorsports are the one where that least applies. <laughs> no one no one is watching the race and being like, well, at least they look like they're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so I think that that's why that's the first sport that we should introduce. Uh, that, that the people who win are the people who have the best time. And as a family is the most difficult time place to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're increasing the, uh, the, the, the difficulty there. Yeah, and, and yeah, the stakes are higher. Mm. Uh, it's in the most difficult sport to have a good time. Mm. And it's in the, in, in the most difficult scenario and dangerous and scenario. And dangerous for that family. Yeah, for that family. But also, you've got to be the fastest. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, so it's, the, it's a fastness to good time ratio. Mm, you divide the two at the end, and yeah. then we see who comes up with the highest. Which one do you think you'll divide by the other? So, if, so let's say, so then if you divide the good times per minute, mm. you know, or per, per second, mm. or is it a minute per good time? I actually think neither of them work because you want the good time to be oh you want the good time to be a high number and you want the time to be a low number right so mm. you want to divide good time by the amount of time it took you and then great so, yeah well then then we found a way to make it set. so it's good times uh good times per second per second <laughs> And that's how that's how you win. I mean, I mean, what it is, it, it it is a genuine challenge to have a good time, especially when you're in a hurry. I think this is one of those sports that could maybe start as a video game. You know, okay, I think interesting. It's, it's you know that that's the one way of that those could, sports. Yeah, I know the ones you mean. Well, I mean, this is. I mean, I think I'm establishing a new type of sport. New genre. Yeah, it's a new genre that, in order to prove to people that it can work... Do they have genres of sport? I wonder. <laughs> There's a sort of sport noir. Yeah. yeah. Mystery sport. Yeah. Uh, detective sports. I think these are all the same kind of sports. <laughs> I don't know about detective sports. I guess they're all the kind of sports that are just played by different people. Anyway, sorry, you were saying something else there. The mystery you. sport would be somebody's won, and mm. you got to figure out who by playing the sport. Yeah, yeah. How I does guess, that work? I guess it could just be that it's um, they're all determinists that are. It's the philosophy that you play the sport with that that matters. Yeah, everybody who plays it is very deterministic, so they 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 think that the world. Uh, what happens in the universe has already been determined mm. and they just have to let it happen. And whether they try or not doesn't... Like, how much they try doesn't really matter because that's how much they were always going to try. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to apply yourself any further than you really need to. But But then do they end up applying themselves at all? Do determinists still... They can and they can't or, or, or can't. But it's like I can't imagine believing that, like thinking that whatever you do is what you are always going to do, and then doing anything. Isn't it well, did, right? Yeah, are there no, people who are actually determinists, really deep but, down, like functionally <laughs> determinists? But but then what if you feel like doing something? 
I guess the because fact that Because doing I've... things and trying is still can be fun. That's true. You know? And then once you get that in your, in your mind, well, you go, well, then maybe I'll just... I feel like trying a bit because I find that fun. Yeah, I guess the amount that you were going to enjoy yourself, is that affected by knowing that that was how much you were going to enjoy yourself? Yeah. I, I think all it really affects um, is, is that you don't feel any joy for winning. Or losing. Right. right. But I don't know if walking around a soccer field while other people run around and just being like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't know if that you would end up having the most amount of fun out of that. So. Or the longest soccer career. Yeah. But in a deterministic world. I think, I think a, a, a soccer team in which one of the players, or possibly all the players... Are determinists. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the coach is a determinist, so his his pump up speech <laughs> is like, "Whatever happens out there, boys, remember it was always going to happen." Yeah. Now, only apply yourself the amount that you were always going to apply yourself, <laughs> because the universe, uh, the, 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 what happens at the end of the universe was determined in the very first seconds when it began. <laughs> at the Big Bang. Yeah. Remember, this has always already been written. <laughs> These are the things that I was always going to say. <laughs> we're all just following a script. All right, now go out there and do what was planned that you were going to do <laughs> at the instance the Big Bang happened. Um, look, that's, uh, yeah, I think, how does that tie into, because, um, like, Does that tie into like the anthropogenic um, theory of uh, the, the the universe that like that this is the universe that we're in because we're in this universe, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so um... I just like to tie that into the speech somehow. If that's <laughs> <laughs> um, but is it? Are you talking about that idea where like people ask, well, why? Are all the things, yeah, uh, like why are all the universal constants set at such a way that that could, life that is could, possible? Yeah, life is possible, but the only way that you could observe a universe is in one in which the universal yeah. constants are at this. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, chuck it in. Like, there. I mean, they just throw in. You can throw in a lot of deep kind of like science, I mean, or at least deep sort of first year philosophy kind of ideas, yeah. you know, yeah. or stoner kind of philosophy. Remember, guys. <laughs> The universe. The hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Universal constants are specifically finely tuned. For, you know, you're going you're gonna to want to feel passion when you, th when you see how finely tuned this universe is. Uh, yeah. for life but you gotta remember that you only could have emerged in a life and so so try not to feel too much out there yeah. because whether you win or lose it was always gonna happen yeah yeah 
right? And the the opposition. <laughs> yeah, and the opposition. Yeah, they're gonna try to. They're you know they're gonna try to. But their efforts are futile. They can't change the outcome <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. match as much as you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go out there, win or lose, it doesn't really matter. It's been decided. Billions of years ago that we're going to get ice cream after the yeah. match anyway. And if, this makes, and if this speech makes you feel like not trying, well, there was nothing I could do about yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I hope we didn't try your patience. We went on a bit about that, and I hope that that didn't... I hope that the fun that we were having whilst doing that didn't, didn't <laughs> entirely bore you. If it did, it was always going to happen. So... Um, I, I, I was listening to a podcast and there was a thing where the guy was talking about, he was a biologist mm. and he was talking about these creatures that uh, one of their tactics for, you know, not getting eaten or not getting, uh, you know, uh, for avoiding conflict mm. is like, let's say an insect that blends, it can blend into its background. Yes. Right. Um, which is a great tactic, but uh, is a difficult tactic. Tactic. I think as you get bigger, you have to you have to move around more because you got to get more resources. So mm. that definitely affects you in that way. But then there's also the p- p- part where if you uh, want to breed, you ha- also have to make yourself more visible because yeah. if you're if you're hidden, then that affects your your uh, chances of finding a mate. Chances of finding a mate. And so I thought the idea of somebody. I mean, it's either like, I mean, there's either like a whole kind of like Pixar type story in that kind of thing where it's like, I mean, I think chameleon... I like this. It's going to be cheap to animate. Yeah. I mean, this is... I mean, this is we just get the backgrounds done and we're pretty yeah, much and then set. have some voices or whatever, you know, a lot of inner monologue. Um, or it's a guy who's in camouflage, mm. right? And he's... Um, I was just going to say, chameleon is too obvious. I think we need something else. Maybe one of those moths that hangs out on a, like a tree and it's like mm. the, same, the same texture as the bark yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know? or an octopus. Or an octopus, yeah. One of those moths that hangs out on an octopus. Yeah, great. Or, a, or an octopus that hangs out on, in a bunch of moths. Mm. So they, like, they just blend in perfectly. I reckon a cuttlefish could do that. Yeah. Pardon me. Um, anyway, and... But then it's got to start. But, but I mean, if, it, if, if you transfer it to a guy who's like, the way I've managed to survive this long in life is by wearing one of those, you know, one of those like military outfits where it look mm. like you're a, a mound like a of grass. Yeah. Um, you know how you see those yeah. everywhere. And they, but now I'm struggling to reproduce. I'm struggling to find a mate because whilst this is keeping me safe, um, I mean, is that a thing that... I, it's not so much that I can't find a girl, mm. is that they can't find me. Is that a thing that would play out in an interesting way on an episode of Queer Eye? Like, I don't, I don't want to do a Queer Eye sketch just because it feels like those were all done when the first series of Queer Eye came around. I know, but this is a different Queer Eye now, right? This it is, is a different Queer Eye, you're right. So the sketches but, will be totally different. But it's different. different in a way that it tackles issues like much more obviously. I think like every episode seems to be kind of themed in that they're, t- they're, they're touching on a, a different type of toxic masculinity that they're like addressing, essentially. Right, interesting. Yeah. I haven't watched enough episodes to... 
look, I've seen two and one was with a woman and they didn't address any issues really. No, no, it, it, it was kind of still an issue. But, but um, it felt like that was kind of what they were doing like, yeah, okay. uh, with, with this thing. Um, um, so in this one, you know, there's obviously the, the masculine fear of that, or not, not fear, but the very, like the, the, the constant, the thinking about things in terms of violent attacks. Mm. Um, this guy, you know, he's, he's really taken that to the extreme and that he mm. doesn't ever want to get attacked or really he doesn't want to attack, but he's ready to attack at any mm. point. But I think if we, I mean, putting it in a queer eye, I think probably c complexifies it more. Yeah, and in fact, I think that the the only really angle that I had in my mind on it was was exactly that thing of like he's finding it difficult to connect or you know with people. But then but, again, I was just thinking that this is actually a fun way of extracting a lot more of his story out because then each guy who spends time with him is like they're both trying to just tweak his his fashion sense yeah. and his diet and stuff like that enough so that he's more appealing to yeah. to without the without changing world, who he is without changing who he is so the food that they're that they're <laughs> like that they're 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 getting him to make is something that he can make whilst crouching amongst <laughs> the bushes you know and that still kind of blends in within his environment so you know bags of of like spinach and kind of rocket yeah. and and uh you know uh I mean, if they, if, if, at this, if at this point, maybe they, you know, seaweed, but you know, I mean, I mean, maybe if this is set far enough in the future, maybe they will have discovered how to eat wood and that would be perfect. Oh, you gosh. know, that's fast emerging as one of the key themes of the two of the think tank. Well, podcast, you know, I mean, it was a while wood. since we had a theme. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and eating wood, I feel like could be also, a th you know, a thing that ants <laughs> like, because I think that would help them immensely. They, they, I know that some of them like leaves. We haven't talked about things that ants like for a really long time, but I can absolutely confirm that ants love eating wood. When yeah. we got our new house, mm -hmm. they'd eaten the whole back wall. Really? Oh, yeah. they're white ants. Uh, no, they were black ants. Black they'd just ants. eaten it. They just eaten the, eaten all the wood. It was all rotten. And is this a new thing that black ants eat wood? It could be. Could be emerging. But we could call it the ant phenomenon. diet. Could be called the ant diet. Yeah. Or ants, they are very skinny. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially in, in, like, they've got, they've got. Look the at that figure. They've got that uh, one and a half hourglass figure. 38 microns. 1938. <laughs> it's beautiful, yeah. They actually have that, that snowman figure. And they got it's, that big ass. That, yeah, which is which in is right now. Which is very in right now. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the ant, the ant, uh, like we haven't got that yet as a phenomenon, the ant ass, where your ass is almost like a totally separate thing that hangs off mm. your body. Um, you know, when that comes in as a look. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I wonder if you almost, in order to, to get a bit more of an ant figure, yeah. you need like a neck corset. Yeah, yeah, I dare say. Your mm. neck needs to be much thinner, much more cinched in. Your, 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 your midsection needs to be as round as possible, and then we need a third bit, which will have to be like a prosthetic or a surgical addition of a huge swollen... Is that the abdomen? That, mm. that bit at the back there, which would come off from sort of your um, mm. tailbone area. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, you definitely need that bit. Get your legs real swollen. Maybe you can get it bitten by ants it could or be, bees. It could be your or... legs, but I, I think you really you want your legs to be as skinny as possible. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, so you just want, like, stuff to go beyond ass. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah, it right. coming out from there, and I want it out the back, like mm. a big, fat tail. I mean, but it would be... Wouldn't it be easier to just fuse your legs together and make them swollen and maybe inject them with a whole lot of sort of fat and things like that and then just get but then you some, still need legs like, yeah I know but, but then put in some extra stem legs <laughs> yeah, how is this easier well, Alistair well, it doesn't seem easier at all well, you're it's just always you... trying to get us to fuse our legs together for some reason yeah I know but, but I'm just thinking like with technology we're going to have some thin metals that, are, that can be probably mechanised you know like these, these little um, you know they've got these kind of like mech warrior type leg things that they're making so that they're you know, you can mm. add strength to the legs yeah, of soldiers yeah, yeah, yeah. and exoskeletons. Yeah, exoskeletons. Just use those, but without having regular legs in there. Mm. Just put, just fuse those to like your hips, mm. right? Have them coming out on the side, like that, right? And just put two fake legs in there, just like a dummy legs, <laughs> like just stuffed with like you know tissue paper and like. Um, like old stockings old, or whatever pillowcases yeah, and things yeah. like that right, kind of so we have uh, mechanised thin metal robotic legs and yeah. then just like some bits of cloth that are stuffed with newspaper stuffed inside yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah and then I guess just your arms <laughs> and then I guess we walk on all fours great yeah all, all is that is, this, is that a sketch <laughs> Um, Going for that ant look. That ant look. Mandibles? Do antibodies. Mandibles or do you... Antibodies. Um, and the antibody. Get yourself an antibody for for summer. <laughs> mandibles, yeah. Mandibles. I'm, I'm low on antibodies. Yeah. I think I think we had some kind of antibody pun in the in the show yeah. about about a year and a half ago. Oh, I'm We're sorry. Due for another one. Um. um uh, so, yeah, I think I think ant bodies. Ant bodies. Get, well, how did we get into it? Um, it was the ant die. Is this for eating wood again? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. But but I think why there needs to be a better reason that's more connected to to like f- body fashion and yeah. what's 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 the ex- good. And, I guess it's like the, it's the extremity of it's that there's the butt love. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, actually, now it's full... Is it thorax? No, it's not thorax. Thorax is the middle bit. I think oh. it's abdomen. Abdomen? Well, it feels like that's... No. Where the, well, look... I that might know. just be thorax again. Yeah. Maybe well. thorax is... Anyway, we'll ant, find out ant, whatever that bit is. Just the ant butt. Ant butt, yeah. The the ant butt look, which is just, you know, the extreme of the... Mm. Um, of the... Uh, we're on the tail end... Very of, much. ...of the badonkadonk phase. Yeah. And and these are the people who made the changes right before that wave, you know, had had passed us. Yeah. And they made some really extreme makeovers. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm into it. Like uh, I think, well, I mean, ants also look great on the sand. It's sort of their natural habitat. So this could be a real beach look. This could be big for for your beach. Oh, absolutely. Or and desert. Yeah, and desert. Get, get yeah. your desert body ready. Desert body. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's something. Uh, your hive 
behind. No, it's not a hive, is it? Anyway, great. Have we done five sketch ideas? Done six sketch ideas. Do we have some words from a listener? We do have some words from a listener. Andy, today's... Andy, today's listener is uh, a little guy you may know as Fred Rhodes. Fred Rhodes. <laughs> Hello, Fred Rhodes. I hope that's how it's spelled, uh, how it's pronounced. I hope that's how it's spelled. <laughs> uh, is that Fred with a P? Uh, no, but it's, it's Rhodes with an R-H. Yeah, great. R-H Odes. Mm. R-H Odes is better. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he could be a novelist. Yeah, R-H Odes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Cap- capitalize that O. I'd, I'd, I'd read his Skullfire series. Oh, I thought you were going to end that skull F word differently. Oh, well, that's why you can't leap to conclusions. That's you right. just wait until the end of my skull F word. <laughs> Speaking of leap, leaping, one of his words is parkour. Oh, great. One of his other words is parquet. Parkour, parquet. And wait, uh, P-A-R-Q-U-E-T, is that parquet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Par- I, I assume that's a reference to parquetry, uh, which is a type of uh, flooring uh, made using short planks of wood to sort of tile the, mm. the floor. And you get it a lot in like sort of ballrooms and that sort of thing. That's, uh, that's clearly what it's a reference yeah. to. Yeah. And Andy, this is, uh, there, these are three P words. <laughs> <laughs> Has this been said in since last week where hey? you struggled with three P words? Yeah, look, sometimes three P words are two, two P words and an F word. The, the, the subtle ways in which the listeners try to use these three words to fuck, to, with, to us. fuck with us. Look, <laughs> so um, I really appreciate it. It's quite subtle. It's sometimes I feel like my brain is maybe t- teaming up with the listeners now. Yeah. Anyway, the final P head. word is pourquoi. Pourquoi? Uh, French, Question mark. Obviously, for why. Why? You know, uh, if you break that, would break it down. It's for what? Pourquoi? Pourquoi? For what? Which if is, you, I guess, is why. Let's pa- break them all down. Park. Ur, Ooh, hour. Park hour. Park hour. Park. <laughs> park hour. Et. Park etiquette. Oh no, par, which is like part. Mm. Uh, ket, <laughs> which, which is, is you know, uh, the sort of a it's 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 quest minus an s. Okay. I mean, uh, look, I'm 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 interested in because because I think parquet um, makes me think a big big open ballroom. Yeah. Right. And and parkour makes me think like like we're doing like just flat ground parkour. Yeah. You know, like uh, parkour. What it is is it's just you know it's it's up the walls, it's jumping across Mm. gaps or something like that. But I like the idea of parkour that just takes place on a totally flat ground and now you might say that that's well you're just describing um running gymnastics right oh, yeah. the, the floor, floor routine in gymnastics yeah. no, no i'm no. not no because because uh, <laughs> this is is park parkour mm. and the difference is uh you're wearing a singlet uh, well, you parkour is also have known baggy as pants. free running free running so this is you know <laughs> It's, just, it's, it's, you're running like, like your, your wife has just taken you in and taken the, like the leash off of your collar. Yeah. And you're just going running for around. it. It's parkour, but without the obstacles. It's like a dog park, mm. but 
but for parkour, the kinds of people who would do parkour. Do parkour and can't do, aren't, aren't allowed to do it in the house. Yeah, and aren't confident with gaps, heights and... Heights and, yeah. <laughs> Is this anything? It's something. I mean, it's wild. I think yeah, it's, it's... I, I, you know, I just like it. We go in there, it's a big open gym, mm. and it's like, this is where I think it's just it. a beautiful open... It's like a, it's a disused building. It's like a, it is a ballroom. Yeah. Right? So it's this beautiful old town hall or like, mm. you know, I don't know what kind of buildings have ballrooms. Mm. What kind of buildings have ballrooms? Uh, town halls, government, government houses, bo- palaces. Uh, I don't think I've been in a single ballroom. Uh, a single ballroom. Anyway. <laughs> a singles ballroom? Um... I was just thinking of a single ball. Oh, right. Like Hitler had, apparently. Yeah. Or a a kid with one marble. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, Kids with one marble often have a single testicle. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So is this anything? Yeah, like flat ground. ground. Because there are things that we could bring into this idea. Like one of those ideas could be that it's... It's almost like a ballroom dancing kind of a kind of a thing where mm. people sort of stand around, right? And the people doing parkour are kind of dressed in quite spangly outfits. You know, mm. we're talking sequins, etc. They've got numbers on their backs and they're just running around and sort of jumping and yeah. rolling and getting up. It's kind of like one of those, you know, news reports where it's like, oh, here's the latest thing mm. that people are doing. Yeah. And they're talking about, you know, like, because, you know, right now there's... There's um, competitive like tag. You ever mm. seen that where where they've they've built like a room which has like obstacles and kind of like platforms and all these bars everywhere, and you just chase each other and you get a point if you can evade the other person for like 20 seconds. Wow. Yeah, and it's just like all out just chasing, and the guy who's uh, behind it is like, look, you know, in nature we're we're you know. Fleeing and, and chasing is a big part that is no longer in our lives, and it's yeah. fun and it's activity and, it's, and you know it's intense exercise, and so it's kind of like that. But people are somehow justifying like flat. Well, you might think that parkour is all about uh, leaping from tall buildings and rolling and things, mm. but um, what about for the people who don't want to risk their mm. lives? Well, um, Marcus here has been uh, has has brought in um, introduced uh, flat ground parkour in this. Yeah. Uh, this local ballroom, and then and then you just see people just like just kind of running wildly, <laughs> taking taking real sharp corners. Yeah, you know, because it's just like it's supposed to be like creative running. And then they, they sort of stop, will stop, and then they'll just do a two feet together jump. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like that to just a different spot. Then do a one eighty. <laughs> yeah, and then just then start roll. running again. Maybe maybe not even any rolling. Yeah, no no rolling. I'm blocking with a rolling. No, Andy, rolling is in. Rolling's in. Thank God. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Great. Right. Um, thank you very much, Rhodesy. Yeah, thanks, Rhodesy. R.H. Odes. R.H. Odes. Um, looking forward to the new um, Ice Stone uh, novel yeah. that you've got coming up. <laughs> Absolutely. In the Skullfire series. Yeah, Blade of the North. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Stone. Ice stone, colon, yeah. blade of the north. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the new novel in the skull fired yeah. quadrilogy. Yeah, which obviously was a spin-off of the uh, the ancient archer's stone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, in this one we follow the uh, 
the the quest of Mel Shabeth mm. as she uh, seeks to avenge the death of her half mother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Ruta> Bar <laughs> Ganesha. Uh, the heir to the throne of the Helm's crown. Mm. Baju. 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 Of the North Fun Toll people. Great. <laughs> All the pauses are part of the name. North Fun Toll people. Yeah, they're a meditative mm. uh, humanoid. I don't think enough pauses are included in language. I'm going to do a language where the pause is one of the um, one of the like sounds. Did you I know? T- like that clicking language? So, did I pauses? Did I tell you um, about? Maybe I've already mentioned this on the pod, so stop me if I have. But I'll I, stop you. I uh, I saw this like it was like one of those mini documentaries on Vice or something like that where they were talking about some <laughs> some ancient. Sp- Spanish language on from some island that was like it's a whistling based language, right? And these have people not told me about these this. people kind of like you know they they put their finger in their mouth in some weird way, and it's apparently because it's quite a mountainous, spacious area. Yeah, and these people kind of go like, <laughs> like that, and they're. And they're put whistling sub- from like one mountain to yeah. another or something. Yeah, and they're and they're putting subtitles under it, mm. and they're talking about how they're these people are keeping this language alive and they're teaching the youth about it, right? Yeah. And watching this thing, I was like, "There's absolutely no way people are saying things, <laughs> right? There's no way." And like, and and I think there was at one point there was a line that made me like pretty sure that. They that, weren't saying. They weren't saying things is because they go. It's kind of, like they say. It's based on the phonetics of like the Spanish language, even though the ancient one was based on some other. The oh, right. So they've reinvented it, sort of. Yeah, and 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 so I think that they're kind of going like, let's say they're saying, "Hey, come over here." They're going in some way like that and I was like wow this is complete bullshit and the people are not saying exactly what anyway it made me think that there's a sketch in the idea of like let's say some family that it lives in some really rural part of you know yeah. of the country and these are the two sisters that are they're you know they're, they're keeping this language alive but but instead you see them talking and they're doing a little documentary about them and you see one's over at the other end and they're going they're going like that but there's subtitles of what they're saying and and you just got them it's like you know you got a narrator going the sound that you're hearing is an ancient rural language here passed down to the generator And then the subtitles are them having some, you know, just conversation. It could, yeah. it could be, it could be deep. Yeah, right? yeah, great. And then I like it. We cut to the classroom where she's coming in. She comes in twice a week to teach us to the kids yeah. in the classroom on her own time, right? Yeah, and I think all it is is that we're building in a little story in there. Maybe like there's there ends up being a big fight between the two sisters. Mm. But all that is is that we're getting to have people have an argument. But all they're going is. 
<laughs> yeah. Like that, and then you just put subtitles and have them <laughs> saying things. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you can't sleep with one of the students. We're going to get arrested. <laughs> I didn't sleep with him. <laughs> I think the fact that you brought sleeping with the students into this is a real curveball. I love it, Alistair. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's I think that's very funny. I think like it's funny just based on seeing people making these stupid noises. Yeah, and um, it's not it's not like a, a genuinely like historical language as well. Like it goes back maybe like four generations in this one family, <laughs> yeah. and it's just they came up with it. <laughs> There was just like the one... And it was like, it was a language that was developed because it was the only way to be heard at the dinner table when everyone else was having a conversation mm. was to sort of screech in this high-pitched voice yeah, yeah. over the top of the general hubbub. That's right. And, 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 but, you know, it doesn't mean that the language isn't worth saving. <laughs> isn't worth saving, you know, that's, isn't it's, worth it's, keeping it's, alive. Uh, it's, it's obviously adding to our uh, cultural diversity in mm. this world. Mm. And... Um, we can't let another language die. It is interesting, isn't it, that um, just coming up with a new culture mm. is, is, is adding to the cultural diversity in the world. Absolutely. As much as keeping alive some old one. And you could have times, where, like moments where they're, you know, like, like shots where they're, they're working with somebody from the government who works at the, uh, the sound and film archive. Yeah. And they're, and, and they're recording this language before it disappears, potentially. <laughs> And so then they're going, <laughs> that means car. <laughs> That's portraying someone. <laughs> That's cheese sticks. Great. Um, Al, do you want to take us through the sketches that we've come up with today on the podcast? We've got the Stuff Happening rating. It's obviously... Great. It's it's a classic sketch format from Two in the Think Tank where you come up with a a new government institute that does a thing... That measures something. That measures something (laughs) new. Um, Stuff happening. And it measures how much stuff is happening. Yeah. I guess, you know, it can can localize it to to a country, but it can also... It's it's, really the aim is to measure Mm. the stuff happening in the universe and Mm. see Mm. whether or not there's a steady state or whether, you know, Mm. is it... Is it increasing? Is it going down? Is it going to expand until the point where there's too much stuff happening? Yeah. Or was it going to reduce until, to a point where well, there's, not, there's not going to be enough happening yeah. anymore? That there's going to be too many people in the universe and not enough things happening. Yeah, if we, we see the crossover point on the graph mm. where it's like uh, people who want to do things mm. and things that are happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess then there's like then then it goes deep into the studies of like what are things that make things happen and how can we produce more of those mm. so that we don't get to this mm. point. We need to create the right conditions for nothing's happening. Then we got the uh, <laughs> and then we we want to kind of create like a uh, a place where Australia is is um, this is a, the next sketch. It's where Australia has its own standard. Uh, for an SI unit here mm. in Australia, mm. uh, some kind of Australia Institute for, let's say, the fuck ton. Yeah. And we have this uh, one standard fuck ton, you know, somewhere maybe out in Cobram, you know, maybe we could have it in Orange. Mm. You know, these inner, these inner, these inland cities need things to support, uh, you know, 
local communities and for, so that the young people have something to do. Uh, and one of them is also uh, the, the, the Museum of Interest, and they have the, stand, well, the one standard unit of interest, which, which is, is the real Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's, DiCaprio's age. Exactly, uh, which could also be an art installation. And then... We have while we're in Bathurst, mm. we have the uh, the car race where you got to get the kids out of. Well, that's right. The that's the next sketch is the Bathurst Family Values Race, <laughs> which is uh, it's just the first sport that measures how good a time you're having. Yeah. Uh, per second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they average it up, but you know, they'll also it'll be really exciting to go through. To yeah. go through the graph at the end to see where they were having a really good time. Maybe a great song came on the radio. You really, know, we, that won't, they all like. we won't know whether or not you've been a success as a parent until we see your kids with their kids. Because mm, you know? I think true, that's yeah. the, the real test. It's like whether they've learned the skills to be... Because ultimately you want your kids to be better parents than you were. Mm, you that's know? right, if yeah. You give them... Absolutely. And then that'll be a real test mm. of how good a parent they become. Mm. Um, and you can only really tell how good a parent they become when their kids have grown up and they become parents. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, so the idea is that it's a car race where you have to get, you start in the house, you've got to get the kids into the car, then you start the race. You've got to go as fast as possible whilst also having as good a time as possible. Yeah. Keeping the peace. Sometimes that can just mean keeping the peace. Yeah, sure. You know, it doesn't have to be a good time. Doesn't, not everything, people don't have to be laughing constantly. No. If they are, there's probably something else going on beneath the surface. <laughs> There's What's probably really some anxiety there. Yeah, what are you masking? Yeah. And also, a good time with a family is not that, dis- is not that different from a bad time. That's like, true. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's good in a way that is not instantly enjoyable. Sure. But there's a richness to it. There's a richness to it. Like, I mean, right now, I have, um, you know, we're getting the kid to sit on the, on, on the potty. You know, and, oh, yeah. and it's a good time while he's going, watch me, watch me like that. And we're just we're just watching the urine come out <laughs> into the toilet and then clapping. Oh, so he needs the audience, does he? He, like... he loves the audience. It's what it's about. Oh, we're making a healthy, well-rounded kid here. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a person who requires applause after they <laughs> urinate, um, and that's and I'm having a good time, just See, not in the traditional Alistair, way. We're raising kids who, when they stand up, applaud themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the sort of intrinsic motivation. That's right. Yeah. That... <laughs> well, you, you, if you can build self-satisfaction into their regular methods, mm. Um, mm. then you're you're building kids that will you know won't need other people. They can. They won't need they won't each need other. anyone. Yeah. Anyway, the next sketch is the determinist coach of a soccer team yep. who just says, you know, basically everything's going to happen the way it was always going to happen. So, uh, you know, go out and try the way you were always going to try. <laughs> you know? I like that a lot. Don't let what I say here affect what you're going to do because it's you not can't. That it could. It's not yeah. that it could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, camouflage man on, on Queer Eye. You know, yeah. he's, he's the guy who hang, hangs out, you know, and, but then he's also looking for love. But the problem is that it's not so much that he can't find a woman. He sees them often. It's just they can't find him. I reckon, like, if we were going to do with a, a, a queer eye sketch of that kind, which I don't know if we would, but I feel like we could come up with something that's much simpler. 
than a guy who hangs out in his camouflage. This, this is the best idea we've had in this right. episode. Okay, great. And it's an episode great. filled with great. pretty good okay, ideas. Okay, great. Okay, great. I was going to say, like, what about a goblin or something? Is that funny? A goblin. Yeah, but, but then does it need to be, like, um, sort of, like, garden gnome-i? And it's, a, it's these garden gnomes who are trying to help the goblin be more acceptable. I think a garden gnome-i for absolutely anyone is funny. <laughs> They're always trying to put you in one of those big pointy cloth caps. Oh, go, don't forget your shovel. Have you thought about growing a beard? <laughs> Well, first He's of very all, tall. Your, your beard is <laughs> long. You, what if you? What if you? It's going to be difficult to work with someone like, who's more than a foot and a half high. Yeah, and they find a way to like actually like just file, file Pull your him legs, down. file your legs down, put you in a ditch you or something, compress. You know, like like you would do with all the the contents of a big computer tower. Mm. That you can get them in actually quite a small, thin little tower. They do that, but with your organs. Wow. You know, and they get you into a smaller body, and they. They garden gnomify you. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> garden gnomify. It's, it's, it's too much. It's too easy, you know, to, 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 to do, do parody. Yeah. I know, just but... Like, just because anything, you're like, ha-ha. You know? Yeah, I know, but if you... Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's too instantly funny, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. know, Andy, I think that all... The inner voices that we have that stop us wanting to do easy comedy like mm. that. And all the people who tell you that fart jokes and, you know, piss and shit jokes and mm. sex jokes and things like that and swearing are beneath you are people who are telling you not to be a successful comedian. That's what I want. Yeah. I want to be successful. I'm doing this. All right, and we got the tail end of the badonkadonk phase, which is where people get those long, those long ant, possibly ant, thoraxes, maybe mm -hmm. the other thing. We don't know yet, but you know that big ant thing, you get your legs fused together, you mm. get it f f puffed up. I mean, I don't know if you want to make it crispy like an ant. So exciting. Ants look like their exterior is crispy. Yeah. So maybe you want that. Um, then the next sketch is... Uh, <laughs> but then also I think within that sketch... There needs to be the end of the badonkadonk phase mm. happening not long after. Yep. And that now, like, tight little tushes is what's in. <laughs> then what happens to oh, all no. the people? No ass. You know no those people with no ass? Yeah. You know, people who are always like, oh, you got no ass. That's what's going to be in. And then these people have these fake mechanical legs stuffed with pillowcases and stuff. And then the big ass. Yeah, and they're just so out of fashion. And they're standing alone in a nightclub <laughs> on their hands and their mechanical legs, sipping a drink, or like, you know, having to. <laughs> no one's asking oh, no, them to what dance. Have I done? <laughs> they're. They're like twerking and they're making that huge thorax flung, flung up and down. They're knocking drinks out of people with no asses hands. Oh. Anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a tragedy. We don't write yeah, enough tragedy. Yeah, it's a real tragedy. Uh, then we got the flat ground parkour. Mm -hmm. This is just a, another dumb hit. It's just people running around. That's what it is. We came up with a sketch that is people running it's, around. It's essentially what you would get in a room of kindergarten students that you've allowed to, into the gym. Yeah. Running go. around and not rolling. 
<laughs> if they roll, they get tasered. No rolling. Too dangerous. And then we got stupid noise language that goes back 40 years from some family trying to save it and keep it alive. And right. then we've got Gordon, uh, not Gordon Gnome, but Garden Gnome Eye for the human guy. Great. <laughs> um, so... Boom, the long, the watchtower. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Two in a Think Tank. Hope the sound has been okay. Yeah. Uh, if it's not, yeah, look, I mean, we, it's it was a wild ride. Yeah, yeah, we had we had a, we had a really good time. All things considered. Yeah. I hope you're considering all things because I said I am. was considering all things all and things how many things were happening. Have ever been. Eh? All things that have ever been. And all things that will ever be. The sum totality. Yeah. And we. Love. Wait, thanks. Uh, we were on Twitter. You can oh, yeah. get us on Patreon. Yep. Uh, slash two and tank. You can donate if yep. you want to support the program. You can also download the podcast onto people's phones for them while they're going into the bathroom. Yep. Force them to listen to it. Some yep. kind of. Uh, there have been some lovely reviews on tw- uh, uh, iTunes recently. Yeah, we get a lot of our, our self value from those <laughs> things. Um, and uh, thank you. And we. we Love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.